Hi, I'm Sammy Shulman. I'm Josh Siegel. I'm Yoni Proust. And I'm Aaron Kirkpatrick. And welcome back to the Floater Podcast Network. Today is Sunday, and that means we're doing something related to the draft. And what we are doing is the start of a new series called The Floater's Draft. And for today, it's the Floater's Draft 2011 NFL Edition. So um, when we had this idea, it was, you know, based on the redraftables that Bill Simmons has done. And just it's always fun to go back. I mean, really, as a friend group, we've been doing we've been wanting to do something like this for a while. Like at our lunch before Yoni has suggested we do something. And basically, I said I wanted to do NFL. And I'm like, oh, we should do the 2011 NFL draft. Because I was like, I'm pretty sure there's like, you know, tons of talent. And immediately from doing research, I found out that that was really underselling it because there's six surefire Hall of Famers, in my opinion, nine, if you include the three who I think are borderline. There's also five perennial all pros, 10 perennial pro bowlers, and then 13 more who have made a pro bowl. So that's over 32 right there. This is is, incredible. It's one of the best drafts of all time. I mean, just. This draft, 36 players, including undrafted free agents, 36 players from this draft have made the Pro Bowl. Nine of the first 11 made the Pro Bowl. 12 of the first 16 and a half of the first round made the Pro Bowl. So normally in the draft, you're saying, oh, maybe 20, 25% of these guys will really pan out. In this draft, you have a one in two chance of getting a Pro Bowler. Plus, you had 17 All-Pros including eight of the first 11 and 12 in the first round. You also had a couple uh, Super Bowl MVPs, uh, in a couple MVPs. I mean, you had it all. Yeah. You yeah. were, you even, even Malcolm Smith is down there in the seventh round. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, yeah. this is just some of the best defensive players of all time. Yeah. I mean, this draft is really an era-defining draft. Like, this sort of is one of the drafts that set the next generation of the NFL. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's full of players who are now either in the middle smack dab of their prime or just towards the end of them who are all just, um, like, the players that you would define as all-decade players yeah. from last decade. So, so, some other fun facts about this draft. Um, this draft was in the middle of the NFL walkout. So players who were drafted couldn't access playbooks from their teams or practice with them. There were no rookie mini camps or OTAs. So all these guys had a steep learning curve because they couldn't do any of that until July when the lockout ended and training camp started and they had an abbreviated training camp. So it's even more impressive that these guys came in and made immediate impacts. Um, This is only one of only four drafts in NFL history where the top two picks were the offensive and defensive rookie of the years. Do you guys want to guess the other three? Um, uh, I mean, I first of all, well, Miles Garrett won defensive rookie of the year, but I don't remember who was drafted number two. And I don't even know if they were offense. Um, 2010 was Sam Bradford. And was it Bradford and Sue? Yeah, that's one of them. Um. I'm not getting this one. I'll leave yeah. that one to you. I'm not I, I don't. Not is either. there, Josh, are there any that are more current than 2011? Yeah. Okay, then I'll try. I'll quickly try to think. So, Do you want me to tell you the older one? Sure, yeah. I'm never going to get any. George older. Rogers and Lawrence Taylor in 1981. Yeah, I never yeah. would have. wasn't getting that one. Um, so I'm just going to go for it. 2012, the first two picks were both on offense. 13, I'm pretty sure they were both offensive tackles. 
14 was Jadavion Clowney, but then but then the the Rams drafted that terrible offensive lineman. And then it was Winston and Mariota. And then it was Goff and Wentz. Am I, yeah. I actually might be a year off, but I know. And then, oh, Mitch Trubisky didn't win offensive no. of the year, did he? No. So then it had to be one of the last two years. Yeah. And it had to have been last year. Oh, yeah, I guess it would have been. Kyler Murray and Nick Bosa, right? Indeed. All right, huh. there you go. Yeah. Well done, Sammy. Yeah, so a little also, bit of process of elimination. Yeah. Also in this draft, the Ravens missed their pick. Yeah, that's, that's really um, funny. I, it's a fun story. where the I Ravens... was going through the Wikipedia page, Josh, and I saw like a little note. Like I was looking through all the trades because they were interesting, and then I went to round one, pick, 20, uh, pick 27, and it says in lieu of pick 26, and then in parentheses, time expired, which is just hilarious. Wait, yeah, so... so what happened was the Ravens were trying to trade back. And they knew that the Chiefs who were behind them didn't want the guy the Ravens would have gotten. And the trade didn't work, but they kept going into the Chiefs pick. So the Chiefs quickly went up and snagged their guy, Jonathan Baldwin, at 26. Which, yeah, and once the Ravens picked and it worked out, they fell on their guy with Jimmy Smith at 27. So I'd say it still worked out pretty well for them. I mean, it worked out fine for the Ravens, but neither of those players made a Pro Bowl. Jimmy Smith... Yeah. At first, so Jimmy I was Smith would have been 2017. At first, I was going to make Achilles. a category that was below Pro Bowl called good starter, but I just didn't need to in the end because of how many good players there were. Yeah, so I have a I have a couple guys who made a Pro Bowl who I probably won't pick just because they were really only good for one year. I have Jimmy in my, Smith. Oh, we should probably explain very... that we're doing we're redrafting only the first round, and so we all kind yeah. of and it's not by position needs. We're basically just going back and ranking the best players. But by redrafting them, because other than like quarterback, like any team can really use any position at any time. And so in my whole list, it's 37 players and 36 of them made the Pro Bowl. And the other one's Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, I have 38. I have a few of the Pro Bowlers I didn't put on. Um, but I mean, some yeah. fullbacks. I have. And I Dwayne have... Harris. Yeah, I didn't put on Dwayne Harris. Because um, he's a special teams Pro Bowler. Yeah, and I didn't put on that long snapper. Oh, yeah, neither did I. Um, but, yeah, I have Jimmy Smith on this. I'm a 38. He's at 34 for me. Um, but, yeah, like, he he was a guy. He's always been a solid corner. He would have made the Pro Bowl in 2017. He didn't get hurt. Um, but then, lastly, and maybe my favorite fun fact from this draft, this draft had both a Jordan Cameron and a Cameron Jordan. And for years they were confused until one of them fell off and the other one became yeah. one of the best defensive ends in the league. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Wait, you guys, who, Yoni and Sammy, you both watched the league, right? Yeah, of yeah. course. Josh, you didn't, no. right? It's an amazing you guys, show. Yoni and Sammy, you know which episode I'm thinking Yeah, about, they have right? a whole Jordan Cameron, Cameron Jordan episode, and Cameron Jordan yeah. appears in episode, and so does Jordan Cameron. Yeah, yes. great episode. Yeah. Bad episode. Yeah, so this draft has always sort of been a special draft for me because this is the first draft that I really got invested in because 2010 was the first year that I really followed the full college football season. Um, and I remember coming into this draft, I was really high on two guys, and I went about as a resounding one for two as you can go because the two guys I was really excited about were J.J. Watt and Blaine Gabbert. There it is. <laughs> uh, Where think, did Gabbert yeah. go to college? Missouri. 
Yeah. Like, like that's yeah. about the definition of a one for two. This is actually such a good draft. It's yeah, incredible. We get into it, it's I, ridiculous. I also five five quiz esque questions or just like fun facts. You want to give them to us now, or do you want to sprinkle them along? Um, I'll sprinkle one in now, and then I'll sprinkle them in later as All well. Right. Sounds because good. Wait, are they Oracle questions or Jet Punk questions? No, they're, they're just kind of random questions. So I'll I'll do one or two now. So there was one non QB player from this draft who threw an interception. Do you want to? It's pretty random. I don't think you'll. Get okay, this, before you, you before point. we even guess, how did you come across this information? Oh, just I have to ask. Reference. Okay, I you was, were just I doing your research. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna take really a random guess here. And I'm going to yeah. say Julius Thomas because I feel mm. like for some reason he played quarterback at some point. He he is not the one. Okay, but I but I guess. so. Yeah, that's a good guess. I think Josh, so do you want to guess? I will go with Mark Ingram. Wrong. It's right position, wrong player. Right no. position? Right position. Um, Steven Ridley? No, nah, that, is, that is incorrect. Eventually right team. Yeah, Wait, I, I Aaron, do you team. know this? Yeah. How do you know this? How do you know this? I was messing around on the whatchamacallit as well. Then give oh, the you answer. found this fact? Then say then the answer. It? Yeah, I found this fact too. I just didn't think about sharing it. Oh, who is it? You, you want me to share it? Go for it. You can get you it. Can was, uh, it was Shane Vereen. It is Shane Vereen. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Shane Vereen. So you and, were just uh, looking uh, at who's... Shane Vereen's stats and you saw an intercept in there? No, I was sorting through interceptions, and then I saw that there was one player oh. who wasn't the quarterback. Oh, well, there you go. Um, yeah, one more now. This is same sort of topic. So there are three non-quarterback players in this draft who threw a touchdown in their career. He threw a touchdown. One, one of them is uh, was undrafted. So it's Doug Baldwin. Yeah, Doug Baldwin is the undrafted one. Julius Thomas. No, Julius, Julius Thomas. Is All right, Thomas never mind. Six. Okay, uh, Randall Cobb. <laughs> No, not Randall Cobb. But I you really, would think Randall. Yeah, I feel like Randall Cobb. Demarco Murray. Yeah, Demarco Murray's the Josh, one. How do you know? Because the Cowboys always do funky things. Des Bryant's thrown a couple touchdowns. This seems yeah. ridiculous. All right, then Is there's Tyrod Taylor more... considered a running back. <laughs> there's one more receiver. Super Bowl champion who... Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> the last receiver. I'll just tell you. Chris Hogan. Is... Cecil Shorts, oh. two touchdowns. Uh, we're not getting that he one. Has multiple <laughs> yeah, Yoni. What? Cecil Shorts has multiple touchdown passes. Well, yes, the Jaguars had a, two touchdowns. I mean, Cecil Shorts' NFL career has spanned Blaine Gabbert and Blake Bortles, so the Jaguars needed help. Wait, but can <laughs> I give can I give an argument to your question, Yoni? Sure. Terrell Pryor, where does he fall into this? Quarterback. But he played, he played receiver. Well, too. did he ever throw a touchdown as a receiver? Well, yeah. Who yeah, knows? Absolutely. I don't know. It was mostly a joke. All right. Yeah. So then I have three more, but I'll share them for later in the draft. Okay. We okay. should probably start doing the draft itself. Yeah. yeah. So and go ahead, Josh. And your pick. You can set the stage. Yeah. So the way we're doing this is similar to our mock draft. We're switching off every four picks. And like Sammy said, we're drafting player rankings, but not need. I think it would be fun after each fit, after each pick to sort of briefly discuss how it would have fit in, like how, whether that would have actually made sense in real life or not. Whether we it sort of would have been fun. Also, next time we can do it more about positions. Like, yeah, this is yeah. just for this time. Well, no, I think it's yeah. more fun to do it this way. But I also think it would sort of be cool 
just an example as to say like, oh, imagine if AJ Green had this guy throwing to him and on this offense instead of stuck with Andy Dalton or something like that. Okay, hey, Andy what, Dalton's what literally a three-time Pro Bowler. Josh, you're yeah. a hater. <laughs> he was the number one fantasy quarterback at one point. I'm he is sure. a cowboy. Don't hate on the Cowboys. <laughs> no, no, he can hate on the Cowboys. All you can hate on. The anyway, so right. to the Panthers with the number one pick, I'm going with JJ Watt. Yeah. Um, who, no question who there. Is Aaron Donald can make a case for it, but I think JJ Watt's the best, greatest defensive player of this generation. I mean, right now he, it's still JJ Watt. I agree. Yeah, the guy's yeah. just an absolute game wrecker and also a dominant tight end. Like and fullback. Yeah, he's just yeah. he's incredible in every sense, and he wears to fill in when he plays. So, wait. Don't, oh, no, don't, no. Now I get the joke. Don't do this. <laughs> don't, don't. Just don't go into it. Don't but it. yes, J.J. Watt on the Panthers. All right. Um, I'll get to number two because I'm number two, right? Yeah, I'm two. Um, so two, the Broncos are sticking with their player. They're going with Vaughn Miller, who okay. is also a game breaker. One of my favorite defensive players of this generation. Um, he was one of the leaders of that insane Broncos defense. Who he's, he was the one who stripped Cam Newton, I believe. Well, he won the Super and Bowl MVP. When, when he, yeah, when he won the Super Bowl MVP. So he's going number two back to the Broncos. Wait, question about that Broncos defense. Did they ever have a nickname? No, no I don't think so. I mean, I don't, like I don't how remember. the Seahawks had the Legion of Boom. No. No? It might have, but it, just wouldn't, it wasn't as prominent. The Mile High Menaces. Um, sure. I mean, the bro- the dominant Broncos defense in the seventies was called the Orange Crush. Yeah. Well, like, no, we all we all knew taken. that. Like, That's not what we're talking about. That was already taken. <laughs> okay. Okay. Who uh, three? So I have three. Uh, that's the Buffalo pick. I'm gonna go with. Originally, they went. I feel like we should be saying originally. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Originally, like, yeah. Buffalo took defensive tackle Marcel Darius, who wasn't he still pretty? He's decent? not bad at all. Like, he's a perennial yeah, pro he bowler. Yeah, he had a good career. He's a great player. He's a good player, but he's not like. I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm gonna go with Patrick Patterson here. Peterson on the Peterson? defense. Over Richard Sherman. Yeah, over Richard Sherman. All right, let's hear it. Okay. Uh, Patrick Peterson over Richard Sherman. Yes. Richard Sherman, better cornerback, but Peterson, quicker, does more. That's kind of like where my thinking was, that he just overall did more. Yeah, well, I mean, Patrick Peterson has been more consistent and better for longer than Richard Sherman. I think at their – Yeah, Richard Sherman Sherman in the past couple of years since he signed that three-year deal with the 49ers, he slowly fell off. Right. I don't know. He came back right here. Yeah. Right. I mean, I Richard mean, Sherman, he has five Pro Bowls. Peterson has eight. You know, it's no, they're both Peter, they're both great players. I think. Peters, I would definitely. I think it's not that close, but that's just my I opinion. I think I I, I'm, I'm I'm making the case for Peterson. I'm not necessarily saying I'm one or another. I had Wolf Sherman ranked one higher than Peterson, so like it's not that big of a difference for me. But I understand the case. So all Thank I'm going to say is that Richard Sherman. <laughs> Is Richard Sherman? I yeah. mean, he yeah. he defined a defense that was known as the best defense of last decade, that won a Super Bowl. Whereas, yeah. whereas um Patrick Peterson, 
was good. Yeah, like he's maybe a little bit more flashy, but in terms of consistency, I don't really agree with Josh's point because I think Richard Sherman, it just doesn't get thrown to as much because he's a better coverage corner. I don't know. I mean, it's also like I happen to think that Richard Sherman is like the third best cornerback I've ever watched, and I don't necessarily think Peterson's top five. I don't know. Yeah, I I think highly of Patrick Peterson. I think he's one of the best corners of all time, but also Richard Sherman is just a different breed than any yeah, corner we've ever Like he just he's just so much different than any corner we've ever watched. And I think like what Sammy said with the Seahawks. But also I do love Patrick Pearson because he's also a great punt returner. And he That's what also of, I was mentioning. He's a lot of fun to watch. He's flashy, but Richard Sherman's just different. Um, I have a quick question, Josh, for you. You said you watched a lot of uh college football this year. Yeah. Was and I didn't really follow football this intently. Was Richard Sherman like? Did he have off the field problems, or was he one of those players who developed once they the made Seahawks, it to the NFL? No, he, this? yeah. So the Seahawks defense was full of players who weren't necessarily first round talents, and they just they just found a way to get all of them. Like Cam Chancellor was what a third round pick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Earl Thomas was a first. Bobby Wagner was a second, I think. Also, just in um, terms of pure numbers, quickly, um, in their careers, which I part of the thing I like about this is that when we're comparing players, like it's the same amount of years, which is good when you're comparing people from the same draft class. Sherman, in terms of just like stats, has more total tackles, um, more tackles for loss, three more forced fumbles, uh, ten more interceptions, and two more pick sixes. I mean, I don't know. Just going back to that. So yeah. Yeah, that's all I but, want to say. Also, obviously, Richard Sherman has he has four playoff interceptions, which is pretty pretty yeah. awesome. I don't know, but anyway, Patrick Peterson, his situation isn't improving considering the rap on him the past few years is sort of he's stuck in Cardinals purgatory, and now we're sending him to Bills purgatory. So just poor guy. All right, poor, uh, poor guy. Great wording. So I I talked a lot about Richard Sherman, but. I'm not going to go with him here at four. Originally, the Bengals had this pick, and they went with A.J. Green, um, who obviously is uh, one of the better receivers of last decade. He made a Pro Bowl every season of his career before 2018. Um, He just never made an all-pro team because receiver was always a very deep position, and he never really cracked that top tier. And on the so other like hand, he was never first team All Pro. He's made a few second teams, right? But I, when I talk about All Pro, I'm talking about first team. Yeah. And there's just a guy here who plays the same position and just did it in a much better fashion. I think was the best receiver of last decade. Maybe like I obviously Antonio Brown versus Amar Chase, but I'm gonna have the Bengals taking Quintoris Lopez, Julio Jones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good pick. Sounds right. Um. Yeah. Not much of a question. It, no real debate there. I mean, Julio Jones is Julio Jones. And if it weren't for Kyle Shanahan and Dan Quinn having a brief brain aneurysm, he might have the most famous catch of this decade. Yeah, I mean, I that catch on the sideline, it's both the throw and the catch are just absurd. I think it's um, the best catch I've ever seen. Yeah. Well, I mean, That's it might actually be. It might no, like, I genuinely think that's the best yeah. catch that I've ever seen. I think Edelman's absurd. was a better catch. I mean, uh, Edelman's I mean, was more 
Look, the thing I is... love Edelman, but the catch by Edelman was amazing. But the footing, like the foot placement, getting right. his feet down, the hands reaching up that it, high by Julio, it's just insane. Edelman's was so, or Julio's was so technically perfect and ev- and exceptional in every way. It's like Edelman's was almost more of a fluke play in a sense, whereas Julio, you <laughs> become a dominant wide receiver in order to be able to make that play. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. but at the five pick, I'm gonna stick receiver. Go with AJ Green, who wait will, over Richard Sherman. Yeah, I'm so confused right now. It's that's AJ Green. His I think <laughs> never even made a first team All Pro. But wait. F, so AJ over Richard. With the exception, I'm of, so confused. With the exception of 2016, when he played 10 games. And he had 964 yards. Every year that A.J. Green has started, he's gotten over 1,000 yards. Um, and even the last year, he played nine games and got 694. Like, Richard Sherman spent a much – has – like, he's been hurt. Took him a little while longer to get to the top. If I'm drafting A.J. Green, I know every year I'm getting one of the five best receivers in football. I, and, yeah, and he's – like, in terms of football players who have scared me – Behind, like, Roethlis- just the combo of Roethlisberger, Bell, and Brown, A.J. Green is easily number, f- number four, and he did not have that infrastructure that the three of them had together. He's absolutely terrifying, and he's a guy who I've had on my fantasy team every year and has been very good for me. <laughs> I, like I mean, A.J. Green is a seven-time Pro Bowler, no-time all, like, first-team All-Pro. Whereas Richard Sherman's a five-time Pro Bowler, three times All-Pro, a Super Bowl champion, and I don't, I'm, I'm getting very confused. Yeah, right, but I, like I we mean, said, receivers are so deep this decade, and if exactly, AJ, so and, if you have a chance to get the best corner of the decade, why don't you do that? That's that doesn't seem like an argument for it. I don't, I don't know if he's the best corner of the decade. He might be. Um, I, think I mean, but, I, don't, I don't think it's yeah, particularly close. Sherman over AJ Green. Sherman over AJ Green. It, we'll we'll post it on on our story. I yeah. I'd be I'll be shocked if people say AJ Green. But then again, I, what do I know? And and the, I just want to quickly say, Josh, to say that it took Richard Sherman longer to get to the to where he was, it just falls. I mean, even in his first year, he started ten games, had four interceptions. By his second year, he he made a Pro Bowl, and then the following two or no, his second year he made first team All Pro, let alone a Pro Bowl. And so I don't I don't know. I don't know, Josh, but I do understand that you get to see AJ Green twice a year, and you only get to see Richard Sherman when the Seahawks are on prime time, and so you have more respect for AJ Green. Yeah, that, AJ, that AJ Green scares the living daylights out of me. And the amount of times I've had watched the games and had the dichotomy of this is my fantasy team is doing really well right now, but I'm dead inside. Um. It wow. he he holds the crown for that. Let's put it that way. I, I don't draft. I try to avoid drafting players in NFC East. I mean, really? In general, so, yeah. My only rule. Yeah, the, the one AFC. exception was that this year I happened to get the first pick in my league, so I took Saquon Barkley. But that was kind of with the understanding and acceptance that the Redskins were bad and the Giants were bad. Yeah. So my only rule is no Steelers. Um, oh yeah, I, I've never taken like Zeke or. 
Yeah, I drafted Antonio Brown one year and immediately <laughs> traded him, and it worked out great because it was I traded him for it was the David Johnson year, and I traded uh-huh. him for David Johnson and AJ Green. Yeah. All right. Um. But yeah. You don't need to do your pick. Yeah, number seven, right? Six. Number six. Oh, yeah, you just took AJ Green, so I feel like this is pretty obvious. Yeah. Richard Sherman. Yeah. For the Falcons. I, for the Falcons. Like I feel like he could have gone a lot higher, but I if he falls as far, Richard Sherman's the obvious pick. Yeah. yeah. I thought I don't I think he should have gone third there. I'm not gonna make an argument for why he goes here just because we've talked about him a lot. So yeah. I think this is the Richard Sherman. Part. Richard Sherman would have been interesting on the Falcons. Well he would have been um Deion Sanders you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that means I have the seventh pick where the San Francisco 49ers originally took defensive end Alden Smith out of Alden Smith out of Missouri. Uh I'm gonna have them stay on the defensive side of the ball, but go with uh Justin Houston instead. Oh, wow! I I, don't, wow. I know it's a reach. Big I, I reach. Know it's like an extreme reach. I'm, I'm so confused right now. Houston. I had I had Justin Houston as the sixth best remaining player. Remaining, I have him as I had him as the fifth best. Yeah. I, I didn't. Yeah, I, like, I didn't make a big board. So what are you basing this off of? Is that Aaron? Can I ask you an honest question? Is that yes. why you picked Patrick Peterson? Did you not realize Richard Sherman was down there in the fifth round? No, I knew Richard Sherman was down there in the fifth round. Yeah. Can I make a – can I put, sprinkle in a fun fact here? Sure. 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 All right. So, they're t- th- the three top players in terms of sacks throughout their career in this draft are Vaughn Miller, J.J. Watt, and Ryan Kerrigan. Yes, and I would ask you who is fourth, but it is Justin Houston. With 89.5 sacks and a half less sack than Ryan Kerrigan. Well, Ryan Kerrigan gets it done. So, Justin Houston, I mean, just an absolute legend among our yeah. friend group. Yeah. Is that it's, why you it, picked him? That was part of – that was a large <laughs> part of why I picked him. I mean, it's sort of – this is sort of a disappointing moment for me because I was really excited for the moment Justin Houston got picked and we could all laugh about Justin right, Houston. But now, but now he's getting picked at about... eight. And now we have to trash on Justin Houston, which is just not a fun. Seven. Oh, seven. seven yeah. To make matters worse. Um, yeah. So Justin Houston from for four year from a four year stretch was probably one of the most dominating pass rushers we've ever gotten to watch. I mean, fifty sacks in four seasons is absurd. Including, I'm pretty yeah. sure he had what twenty two sacks one year yeah, so. um, in his in his lone first team All Pro. Yeah, twenty two sacks in 2014 is just absolutely insane. I mean, he has an iconic celebration. And, you know, we make tons of jokes about Justin Houston on the Colts, but he actually reinvigorated his career last year. Yeah, he had a good year. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he had a great year. I mean, he also is one of those guys who can drop back into coverage to a certain point and, like, has a knack for the football. Not anymore because he plays in a 4-3 and, like, plays on the uh, as a technically a defensive lineman. But he's just a really mm-hmm. all-around, all-around great player. It's just, to me – there is one surefire Hall of Famer and two. Like, I just don't think it's time for him. Yeah, to I would say play. I have one pass rusher ranked ahead of him right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, Josh, you remember when I sent you um, the uh, photo of me with the cool yeah, guy, right? Yeah. So I was at uh, Yoni and Sammy. You guys know I see him. I, we don't have that many. 
listeners, so people who know me will know what IC is, but it, it's like a big convention I went to, and there was this guy wearing a Colts jersey, and he got, I asked him to take a photo, and it took about five minutes of convincing. He was wearing a Justin Houston Colts jersey. Classic. He was worried that I was like a Chiefs fan or something, and I was trying to mess with him. <laughs> of he, not even like anyone in his, like, uh, division. Yeah. He, he was just worried for some reason that I was a Chiefs fan of all things. Well, well we know the Chiefs start... fans are terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> but he was still like, oh, you're he he really interrogated me and made me tell the whole story of Justin Houston just to take a photo. How yeah. it goes sometimes. Um, right. But Justin Houston, I will say, more. Justin Houston could have extended that 49ers defensive run by a year or two just because they picked Alden Smith, who was really dominant in the beginning, but then flamed out I mean, really he quickly. Hasn't, he hasn't yeah. played since what? 2015? Right. Um, yeah. I mean, he was in like 2012, he was a first team All Pro. But it's the only time he's even ever made the Pro Bowl. So, like, he, I mean, at its peak, he was dominant and he helped that defense. And Justin Houston could have maybe helped sneak them into the playoffs in 2014. All right. Well, that moves to pick eight, where this is the first bad pick of the actual. Which is just incredible that number eight is the first. Yeah. I mean, in the top 10, two guys. who weren't pro bowlers were two quarterbacks, not named Cam Newton. Yeah. And at eight, originally the quarterback that the Tennessee Titans took was Jake Locker. And, you know, of course that didn't exactly work out for them. Like all their quarterbacks seem to never do, but maybe Ryan Tano is the answer because apparently he's good at turning around and handing off a football. That's also just a joke because I actually do think Ryan, or Ryan Tano is good. So don't take that too seriously. But anyways, for now, um, I, I'm really not sure and I thought this decision would be made for me, whether to go with one of the two offensive linemen in Jason Kelsey or Tyron Smith or go with Cam Newton. And I'm going to make a decision that I'm not sure is the right one, but I'm going to say Cam Newton. And the reason why is because I do think he'll be a Hall of Famer, first of all, if he gets any more production out of his career. Um, When looking at uh, football reference, they do this thing that's kind of interesting called – let me find the name. So it's called uh, Similar Players, and it shows uh, at the number of careers, at the number of years um, since the start of their career, whose career was like in a similar quality and shape. And the guys um, are Russell Wilson, Peyton Manning, Russell Wilson, Dan Marino, and then three more times Russell Wilson. And for his career, the guys who he's most comparable to are Russell Wilson, Roger Staubach, and Kurt Warner. And, I mean, if that's the company he's in, which I do feel like there's a case for him to be in there, then I'll take him over an offensive lineman. Um, He's won an MVP, right? He's only a one-time All-Pro, but he's a three-time Pro Bowler. He won the Rookie of the Year. I mean, he was right before the evolution of the running quarterback, but he was then a part of it. And in 2015, I mean, he just took the league by storm. 35 touchdowns, right? Not to mention everything he did with his legs. He became super cam, and I mean that's just more that that's just more than you're going to get from an offensive lineman from a yeah. franchise yeah. standpoint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, um, think, yeah, yeah. So you sort of made my choice for me there because I had Tyron Smith and Cam Newton as the top two guys left on my board. Um, so at nine, I'm having the Cowboys stick with their original pick and get Tyron Smith. Just 
keep what wound up being a dominant offensive line in place. Tyron Smith, one of arguably the best left tackle of this decade. We've gone um, over this. Yeah, he's he's a great player. Yeah, um, I don't think too much. I actually, I'm, I don't think there's we necessarily need to argue about this. I just personally think Jason Kelsey is a little bit better. I looked at it a lot, and basically, um, Tyron Smith has more Pro Bowls, and Jason Kelsey has more first team All Pros. And then I just said because Jason Kelsey had won a Super Bowl, which isn't necessarily when it comes to offensive line his well doing, but I just went with Kelsey slightly over him. But yeah. I think that because it was the Cowboys pick, that kind of might have given the edge to Tyron Smith. So I'm I'm fine with it. Yeah, and I think like, sorry, Josh, if you don't mind, I think something though that kind of another point for Tyron Smith was he was part of that dominant Cowboys offensive line that made it where it was like for the Dallas running backs, it didn't extremely matter how talented you were. You were still going to have an extremely productive season running behind a line of Travis Frederick, Zach Martin, and Tyron Smith. I I don't know. That was just something that went through my mind. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so just pretty pretty simple pick here. Not in terms, obviously, like, they're going to be some screen, but it's sort of straightforward. Not yeah, too exotic. So, so the, I'm at 10. The Jaguars took Blaine Gabbert. They traded up with the Redskins. They traded up and took Blaine Gabbert. Um, and then we got Ryan Kerrigan. So that was the one good trade in Redskins franchise history. Yeah. Here I'm going to go with the other offensive lineman, Jason Kelsey. Makes sense. Yeah. Second best offensive lineman besides Tyron Smith. Now, Except now in our top be 10. The nine guys who I said I think might be Hall of Famers have been taken, and then another one's AJ Green. Who oh, AJ Green will be a Hall of Famer. Uh, not right now. He hasn't even made uh, first team All Pro. Yeah, doesn't matter. There are a lot of Hall of Famers who never played first team All Pro. The guys made I, seven Pro Bowls. I don't know, Josh. You're some for some reason you're really weird about AJ Green, and we've already gone over yeah. it, so I'm not going to rehash yeah. it. Yeah. AJ Green's 75 yard touchdowns where they just lob it up and he somehow catches it. That's why. Yeah, he's he's a great highlight reel, but I don't think he's a Hall Yeah, famer. not not at this point. All right, yeah. So Yoni and I have been seeing eye to eye on this pod so far. Yeah, but I also think that people get into the Hall of Fame in many sports way too easily. So that's just me. But we've been seeing eye to eye. So Jason Kelsey went ten. Right. So that means I'm up next. Uh, I have the eleventh pick, Houston. They got amazing value originally when they got J.J. Watt with the 11th pick. He is, needless to say, we took him first overall here. He's extremely talented. Uh, I think I'm going to stay on the defensive side of the ball again. I'm debating between two defensive ends. Either, and I haven't made up my mind... I'm gonna go with uh, who? I'm gonna go with Cameron Jordan. Yeah, yeah. at eleven. All right, thank goodness. Yeah, he he was we, the I best was... player left for me. By yeah, far. me too. Yeah, me too. He's the last of the top or the second tier of, of the top all of the right. He's the I think we finished the top tier of players now. I agree, and I think we got the right eleven guys. I don't. I don't agree because the guy I'm about to take, I think, is has a better career than A.J. Green, but we'll talk about that in a second. So Cameron Jordan goes to the Texans. Um, at They still get a great defensive end, just not J.J. Right. Watt call it. No, it's J.J. Watt caliber necessarily. At 12, 
Vikings. Minnesota Vikings to Christian Ponder, who I really love. Christian Ponder is such a meme. I mean, he's just a classic Vikings quarterback, too. Um, but that Made the playoffs. Yep. Okay, so that obviously um, <laughs> didn't still – it's still considered a bust and didn't necessarily work out. Um, and the guy who I think had a slightly better – and this is definitely a backlash from Josh because it's the Steelers player is Cameron Hayward. Um, oh, I mean, I had Cameron Hayward as my fourth guy. Best right, left. and it's just because – It's not that much of a stretch. It's, for me, it's just because of the two-time first-team All-Pro. He's also one of the exceptions, I feel like, in this draft where you actually didn't get really necessarily immediate production. But in the past three seasons, he's made the Pro Bowl all three seasons, been a uh, two-time All-Pro. And so it feels like he's still in his prime. And uh, it was this right now, he was the last of my of my top 11. So that's where I went. And then Adrian Green was at 12. So now it feels rounded and I can feel complete again. But now is where I think we're going to start to get up and down on the board because it gets well, a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the word is, but yeah. Yeah. So, um, is it my pick now? I yeah. think so, yeah. 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 So, for 13, um, I have the Lions, and I'm going to really change Matthew Stafford's career and give him a competent running back. I'm going to go with DeMarco Murray. Interesting. Uh. Before we talk about that, the Lions originally took Nick Fairley, yeah. defensive tackle, out of Auburn, just so we have that. Demarco card. Murray, wow. yeah. So Demarco Murray is a little high. Is yeah, four yeah. Pro Bowls, couple All Pros, led the NFL in rushing. I think, I think Demarco Murray sort of had an unfortunate end to his career, where he just never fit into that Eagles offense, where they were trying to do too many funky things with him. I love that Eagles team. And Bradford and DeMarco Murray, because not just the fact that the Redskins beat them to win the division that year, but they, just, they were so incompetent. And they gave Chip Kelly the range of the franchise, was, and he just threw it into the trash. Yeah. Honestly, mean, the he, fact that they was, won a Super Bowl three years removed from Kelly just speaks so much to that front office once Kelly yeah. was out of there. Yeah. I'm, Wait, I have a question. Sorry, Josh, you go first. I'll yeah, I mean, I think it's unfortunate because he still had a lot of good football in him. I mean, the year before, he ran for 1,845 right. yards. I mean, we saw in the Titans, just, he still had right, it in Right, right. The next year, he left the Eagles and went back to the Titans and rushed for 1,300 yards. But remember, the Eagles kept trying to play him out of the shotgun? Yeah, and which is not so what funny. he is. He's put the guy under center, run him behind the right guard. Like, yeah. he's just, that's the type of runner he is, and he was not utilized correctly, and I think it sort of shortened his career. So that's why I'm going here, because of the potential, what could have been, where I think if he had been used correctly for longer, I think he had more football into him and would have become sort of among the top tier of running backs of this generation. All right, I see what you're saying. I see your argument. Yeah. Uh, my quick question: Am I completely blanking? What's the name of the wide receiver who was on the Eagles? That Jordan was Jordan Matthews. No, he was like number eighteen. Jeremy Macklin. And then he went to the. That's who I was yeah. thinking of. Was he on this team? I, I, I think he, he might have been on the Chiefs. Yeah, at that he was point. there. Maybe he was. No, he left for the Chiefs by like twenty fourteen or twenty fifteen. He was still here because this was during the. Josh, Michael we're, we were talking about two thousand fifteen. Oh. Oh. So I'm pretty sure he was on the oh, Chiefs. Oh, yeah. He was on the Chiefs by then. Yeah. I think – was it oh, that okay. year or the year before? No, I think it was that year was where that the year Chiefs then. made the playoffs without throwing a touchdown pass to a to receiver a, the whole year. Receiver. Yeah, I was about to say that. He was well, wasn't that, that the year before. that Andrew Luck's come back against the Chiefs? 
Yeah, it was the Alex Smith year where he didn't throw. What? Well, no, the Andrew Luck's comeback against the Chiefs. It was. I think it was 2015. That's right. That's 2013... what we're talking about. Well, no, Andrew Luck's comeback. We're was still talking about 2015. But Andrew Luck's comeback was 2013. So I'm saying. It okay, but that you, that was very unclear the way you said it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> in 2013, right, yeah. they still had Dwayne Bow. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. I don't think oh, it was 2013. Wow. It must have been 2014, Josh. There's well, no it was, it was 2014 playoffs. Year. It was his second year. I can guarantee you it was his second year. That doesn't sound right. In 2014, right, the Chiefs on... didn't make the playoffs. I'm going to go on to my pick. Oh, okay. At number 14, the St. Louis Rams took Robert Quinn defensive end. It was a great player. But here, I'm going to go with Ryan Kerrigan. Um, I really like Ryan Kerrigan as a player. I obviously Sammy, I believe yeah, that's him. Yeah, but to yeah, enjoy him. He, yeah. Um, he made four Pro Bowls. He didn't make an all first team Pro Bowl selection, but I think he was third. He has third most sacks with ninety in any of the players throughout this draft, which includes Justin Houston, Cameron Jordan, Von Miller, JJ Watt, and Robert Quinn. He's just he's probably the most he's, consistent out of anybody in yeah, this draft. Besides yeah, maybe yeah, even exactly. maybe more than Von Miller now. There was a point I know I'm kinda of taking over your pick, but it's only because it's no, my guy here. There was a Go point between I wanna say um maybe pre Kirk Cousins or maybe right when Kirk Cousins started to be, but from like two thousand no, you know what? His whole career he started every game. That's what it is. Until last year, oh. he had started yeah. whatever sixteen times um, eight is. Josh, sixteen times eight, hundred and forty. Is it? All right. I, I don't know. Uh, no, me. it's not one hundred and forty. It is sixteen what? times eight is one hundred twenty-eight. All right. So it's one hundred twenty-eight. So, yeah, but Yoni was right in the end because he started one hundred forty straight games. Yeah. Until yeah. they shut him down at the end of last year, so that he could hopefully still be productive this year. That's insane. I mean, yeah, the, he also yeah. has three touchdowns. Like, he just – he makes plays. He forces fumbles. He – from 2016 to 2018, he had 11 or more sacks every year. I mean, he's a beast. He is. Yeah. One of the fun facts – It's a travesty that, that he hasn't made an all-first team, an all-pro really first team. One of the fun facts I was looking up earlier was who were the top three players in terms of games played. Mm-hmm. And the top two were Cameron Jordan and Ryan Kerrigan, which just shows their durability right. and consistency. And then number three is Anthony Sherman. Makes sense. So. Anthony Sherman actually is a beast. Yeah. 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 Ryan Kagan had a very good start to his career. Um, first game, got a pick six. Was it like first or second possession or something? I'm pretty sure it was the first possession. But yeah. So. That was an interesting year for the Redskins. Every, yeah. From 2008 to 2011, the Redskins really – that's when everything had... really started to go downhill, to be honest with you. Well, the Redskins, every one of those years, they, they, started they figured well. out – but they also figured out how to go five and eleven with gusto. No, no, no. They went. They did not. No, bad Josh. They went <laughs> six and ten in two thousand ten. First of all, which is better than five and eleven. They started six and two in two thousand eight, but then finished eight and eight. And then yes, the other two times five and eleven with gusto. But I just have like I have like memories of like. Just so many crazy things happening. Like I don't like, remember. It anything. always. We are always three and three or better. In that stretch, and we never got over eight. Well, that doesn't really show, but we like three of those times we never even got over six wins. Also, in the year that we did win six games, it wasn't very impressive considering I think three or four of the wins were in overtime. <laughs> but let's just move on from talking about the Redskins, please. Okay. Um, I don't like so, thinking about those years. So I'm yeah. up. So I wanted to take uh, Ryan Kerrigan here, 
I thought maybe there was a chance he would still be available, but he's not. So I have the 15th pick where Miami took guard Mike Pouncey from Florida. A beast. Uh, I'm going to yeah. – a beast. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to switch it to a undrafted pick. Uh, anyone want to guess the undrafted player who I'm taking I, here? I don't know. I really hope it's not Doug Baldwin. It's Chris. No, right, it's Chris good. Harris Jr. Yeah. No, Josh, I was not okay, going to take good. Doug Josh, I, I know it was going to be Doug Baldwin. Yeah, was there was not. Doug Baldwin possibility there. It was about to be Doug Baldwin. Until you said yeah, something. it was not. Chris Harris Jr. is the right pick. Yes, and that's um, who I was going with. It was not about to be Doug Baldwin. <laughs> All right, uh, this is fun. Where's a uh, quick side thing? Where did Chris Harris? He signed with a new team. This Chargers, year, right? right? Chargers. Mm-hmm. Chargers, yeah. Same page. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that brings us to the 16th pick where the Redskins took Kerrigan. Um, obviously, he just went. Um, I also thought Chris Harris was the right pick. Um, I think the guy I'm going to go with is also a defensive player, which is a theme of this draft, to be honest with you. I mean, probably the best defensive draft without question of all time. Um, and this is a guy who, Hello? for the last five years, has been probably – one of the elite – I don't know if you call him a pass rusher, but elite defensive lineman. I'm going to go with Jardel Casey. Yeah, that's a good pick. Yeah. Yeah, that's a he's good a, pick. He's, he's made a Pro Bowl each of the last five years. Um, and so that shows something. Uh, the Redskins, not that it really mattered, but they obviously wanted somebody in that sort of spot. He, he meaning um, Jardel Casey, has eight forced fumbles in his career, also has almost 500 tackles and – um, 50 sacks, which isn't bad at all. So, yeah. Didn't he sign somewhere else as well? Broncos, maybe? Yeah, he got traded. Here, I'll look, yeah, at, his, I'll look for... at his transactions. He actually got traded for a seventh-round pick. That's crazy. He's made the Pro Bowl each of the last five years. Yeah, traded for, by Titans to Broncos for for Thakurias Kias ended up being the pick. Yeah. Wait, yep. this year? Thakurias yeah, Kias. Why would they trade him away? Well, they did get Thakurias making... Kias. No, but it's so I mean, they could sign point. Ryan Tannehill, I'm sure. Yeah. It was probably more of a contract thing. Huh. That's my best um, guess, anyways. Yeah. All right. um, that's a good Josh, pick. Josh, you agree? I, I um, so yeah. Uh, right. That's a good pick. Um, so I need, at, I need, I need so the Josh. At 17, I have so Patriots. 17, um, who took Nate Patriots. Soldier. And right um, now, who took Nate I Soldier. And right now, I Marcel Darius. And Marcel Darius. And I'll go with Rodney Hudson. I'll go with Rodney Hudson. Hey, yeah. Josh. No, I, I hear it, too. Yeah. No, I, I, I hear it, too. Hold up. I'm going to leave and come back. <laughs> I thought Josh was so bored or something. Wait, that was so weird. Oh, my God. Was it? I don't know how to describe that audio except for, like, kind of, like, Wait, can you guys sound. hear me now? Yeah. All right, yeah. Josh. All right. So what happened was it said the entire podcast, it had been working fine. And then it said... Do you want to join the recording? So I'm like, oh, that's weird. So I clicked the check, and then it like doubled my audio and made me sound drunk. And then I left the recording, and now it doesn't say I'm in, but I can still hear you guys. Well, there you go. And we can yeah, still hear so you. I'm on the flo- I'm on the anchor home screen right now. Don't see you guys at all. That's great. Wait, Josh. 
Who did you pick? <laughs> I, I was he not picked Rodney Hudson for some reason. Guard. Center. Well, he's really Rodney center. Hudson. Oh, he's Rodney Hudson. Listed as guard. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was so stuck on listening yeah. to your voice. <laughs> I sounded <laughs> drunk. I didn't know if you guys could hear the same thing. You got you no, sound Josh, so I weird. Yoni, yeah, Josh's audio sound I, I could hear it. In, I could hear it in my thing too. Also, yeah. this is about to be the longest podcast we've ever recorded. I texted KP and I'm like, "The fuck is going on?" <laughs> <laughs> I was about to text it to our chat. And I was you guys hear the same thing I do. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. But then what happened was I heard myself sounding drunk and I started slowing my speech just instinctively. So okay, so it became even weirder, yeah. Josh. Josh, I was so really yeah. Um, I think I'm actually going to go with Marcel Darius instead of Rodney Hudson. Okay, now you're just going to change it. Um, because <laughs> I was debating between the three and sort of stopped debating once I heard my voice. <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to go with Marcel Darius. That's yeah, more like it. Me. Yeah. Right. Um, Wait, so we're on pick 18 now? Now I'm just so Yeah, I just took that. Marcel Darius to the Patriots. Patriots actually got a good player in the first round. Nate Soldier was fine for them. No, Nate Soldier's pretty good. Yeah. He was, he was great for them. Um, but like, I mean, he didn't make a Pro Bowl or an offers pro team, but like, yeah. he was great for the Super Bowl winning teams. Um, so yeah, Marcel Darius to the Patriots. Chargers now. Yeah. Okay. Oh, is it my pick? Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. So you took Marcel Darius. I'm gonna go with Mike Pouncey. Um, mm-hmm. Mike Pouncey. I feel like he's just been really consistent for his entire career. He if he went 15th to Dolphins. Oh, and actually 18th they took Corey. I don't know how to say his Corey. Lugin. Corey Legion. Corey Legion. He's also yeah. pretty good. Yeah. He, he is also pretty good. I think he was actually one of my earlier picks in the first round. But yeah, I'm going with Mike Pouncey here. He was great. He's great for the Steelers. He made four first, um, four Pro Bowl teams, and he's just been really productive and consistent throughout his career. Okay, so that means I've got 19 with the New York Giants, who originally took Prince Amukamara, a defensive back out of Nebraska. Uh, I was going to take Mike Pouncey. And I'm probably reaching here, so feel free Colin to ridicule, Kaepernick. but I'm going with Robert Quinn. Uh, I think it's fine. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's what I'm going with, Robert Quinn, defensive end. He originally went 14 to St. Louis, as we said earlier, so he drops five slots. I think that that's kind of like the theme of this draft is there's like so much talent that even guys who in other drafts would – possibly go top 10 because of how loaded this draft is they just slide yeah um i mean robert quinn not a ton of longevity but he has a first team all pro and in real life he would fit in very nicely because sort of in the next year or two after this justin tuck had his big drop off so he would sort of come in for the giants and sort of replace him not to mention jason pierpaul yeah, he would have gotten alongside Jason Pierre-Paul, who was emerging at this time. I think 2011, was after the draft, was his breakout year. All right, so yeah, um, I have the 20th pick, and originally the Buccaneers took Adrian Claiborne, another solid player. Um, but in this scenario, I'm going to have them take Mark Ingram. Um, Mark Ingram is a three-time Pro Bowler, and he just you plug him in in any situation, and he'll, you know – produce is the word 
and the Buccaneers need somebody like that. They have not had any good running backs since the early 2000s. Um, so, yeah, I went with Mark Ingram. Yeah, I mean, and also Mark Ingram's even had an even more underrated career just because, A, he's been injured and his numbers have still been really good. I mean, his yards per attempt are always really high. Like, in 2015, he had 10 starts and rushed for 769 yards. In 2014, he had nine starts and rushed for 964. And also the last four years, or three three or four years, he's been splitting carries, where first in New Orleans, he was splitting with Alvin Kamara, and then this year in Baltimore, he was splitting with Lamar Jackson and Gus Edwards. I mean, three last four years, he's run for over 1,000 yards. Yeah. And he hasn't and he been, just, even he hasn't been the main guy, which just shows that, like, he's one of those running backs, so I could see playing into his mid-30s. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and, I 30, mean right? right, he's 31. He now has the calf thing, so I don't know how that works out. You know but, what? I mean, he, he has yeah. the calf thing, oh, right, which right. is always a he's rough also, injury for running back. He's also a great goal linebacker, but he's also yeah. shifty. And, I mean, whether you want to admit it or not, I'm in the camp of he's also an underrated receiver. I just really he's like everything receiver. he does. Last year, he had five receiving touchdowns. Every, um, everybody had receiving touchdowns last year. Really yeah, good. I mean, he yeah. – and the year before with the Saints, he was hurt the first four games – Played 12 games, only had six starts because he was splitting with Kamara, and still rushed for 645 yards and 4.7 yards per carry, which is a great clip. I mean, right, the so guy. Josh, you want to move us to 21, yeah. though, just so we can keep it going? Yeah. Sorry to um, cut you off on your. Yeah. So, 21, we have the Browns, and here I'm going to go with Rodney Hudson. Yeah. That makes sense. Do you want to talk about it, or should I just move on? We should just keep going. He's, yeah. not, he's right. basically Mike Pouncey, but one less Pro Bowl. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so at 22, I have the Colts, and they took Anthony Costanzo. Another great, great guy. Tackle, who's had a yeah. solid career so far. And I'm going to go here with Muhammad Wilkerson. Interesting. Over Alden Smith. Mm. I guess yeah. the longevity thing. Yeah, I think that, yeah. Over Alden Smith. He, I think he's had a more longer, more consistent career. Huh. 23... I have Philadelphia. They originally took Danny Watkins, guard from Baylor. Uh, Yoni, you saved me. Uh, I wanted Alvin Smith. I wasn't sure who I was going to go with after that, so I'm taking Alvin Smith. All right. All right. So that means Sammy to you, number 24. Um, so number 24 is the Saints who took Cameron Jordan, who obviously went much, much higher. Um, but in this scenario – with Alden Smith off the board, I'm probably going to make my most surprising pick thus far, and I'm going to take – well, no, but here's the thing. I know that we said we're not doing any positions, but can I really take a quarterback here? Like, they have Drew Brees coming off a Super Bowl. Does that matter at don't, all? Don't take uh, – You can do whatever you want. This is yeah. Okay, I'm going to not take a quarterback for that reason, and instead I'm going to give him a weapon. I'm going to give him Doug Baldwin. Yeah, that's a good pick. It... It's fun. I mean, we talked in the rewatchables about all the fun stuff the Seahawks were doing with moving him across the line of scrimmage. Sean twenty eleven just as much. Fun. Yeah, I mean, and people forget because they lost in the divisional round. But the twenty eleven Saints are one of the most prolific offenses in NFL history. Right. They were better. They were much better. Or not than now. their Super Bowl team. They were better than their they, Super they Bowl were better team. statistically, but not record wise. Yeah, I mean that year. Yeah, that year. Well, no, even record, they were both thirteen and three. Um, but weren't they like the one seed? Yeah, they were and the they started in 2011. Yeah. yeah. So, like, they were better. Um, yeah. Know, um, in, 20, in 2011, right. Well, 2009 also had a better defense. But in 2011, 
Drew Brees sets the record for passing yards in a season. They have Darren Sproles as his best year and sets the all-purpose yards record. I mean, that was like Jimmy Graham at his breakout year. That was a really fun and funky offense. Also, what's his name? Marquise Colson. Yeah, he was still doing his thing. And it's cool to think of the of what Sean Payton would have done with him. Yeah. yeah. Um, but with the Seahawks at 25, um, I'm going to stick with one of their guys and go with KJ Wright. Yeah. Yeah. Solid pick. Yeah. They were again a guy who's for not those who are top, you know, two or three round guy, but the Seahawks make work. Yeah. Well, we have an undrafted Seahawk. And then where did he wind up going in this draft? Eight year round, I want to say fourth round, but I, you can't quote me on that. Yeah. Four, four, yeah. I just looked at fourth rounder and an undrafted Seahawk going in back to back in the first round here. Not to mention Richard Sherman yeah. from the and, same class. Yeah. In the fifth round. Yeah, those are really good. Just for those of class for the Seahawks. Well, I, I'm telling you, like, they just found ways, and and somehow it was it was what's his name who went to the Redskins. How am I not remembering the guy who was drunk when he came to the Redskins? All right, we're, we'll move on. So, are we saying the Ravens missed their pick here and going with the Chiefs, or going with the original draft order? The Chiefs did pick at 26. So I don't know what you mean. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did Baltimore has missed their pick. I mean, again. they just, right, it's so just what ended up happening. So I'm going with the Chiefs. Yeah. All right. Yep. So the Chiefs at 26, they took Jonathan Baldwin, a wide receiver. Nice. Who didn't do anything with his career, unfortunately. Um, I don't know if I should go with the quarterback or go with Marcel Darius. Well, he's been taken, right? I picked Marcel Darius. He went, he oh, he went 17. Oh, well, I guess I can't go with Marcel Darius anymore. Oh, my God. I think I'm going to go with Colin Kaepernick. Over Andy Dalton? Come on, Yarny. Yes, That's over crazy. Andy Dalton. I understand that. Colin well, Kaepernick have... brought his team to a Super Bowl and an NFC yeah. Championship, and Andy Dalton never won a playoff game. I don't yeah. really – I don't I'm, – Like, I'm just, if you're going just based off winning, Colin Kaepernick won more. Mm. I know Andy Dalton had a longer and more consistent career, and he made, he made the playoffs a bunch. But I'm going to go with um, Colin Kaepernick just because of that season. And because of what he did with the 49ers. Well, I have Baltimore's pick. They originally took Jimmy Smith. Josh talked about that earlier in the pod. I'm going to stick with the quarterback, and I, but I'm going Andy Dalton. Why are you doing that to me, Aaron? Because I can. Black and Dalton, one, two, fine. I don't know. All right. 28th <laughs> pick, New Orleans Saints. Two originally had Mark Ingram. But I took him, you know, at 20. Um, so I'll probably go with another weapon for the Saints, even though I just took Doug Baldwin, because I think the best player left on the board here is Randall Cobb. Yeah. yeah. Really so nice now player. we're giving Sean Payton, Randall Cobb, Darren Sproles, and Doug Baldwin. These are a but lot they of lost toys for him to play with. Yeah. Yeah, they, they don't, don't have anybody feel better. Still a lot of toys for him to play with. <laughs> A lot of toys. Yeah. Um, so 29, we have the Bears. Um, the Bears. The Bears. Now I'm debating between the three tight ends. Um, and I... Three tight ends. Even, I feel like my... Even though he may have had the worst peak, I'm going to go with Kyle Rudolph because he's the only one who's still in the NFL. Huh. I really would have thought you would have gone Julius Thomas. I mean, he had... He had he basically had a really good year with Peyton Manning. It's and the same the money and 
and took the money in Jacksonville and never really did anything. It's the same way how Mark Ingram had five touchdown catches because when there's that many being thrown out, I mean, how many did Manning have? They were 55. Yeah, he set the record. I mean, also, like, he had one good year and then, I mean, showed that, like, he didn't recognize the type of situation he was in, went and took the money in Jacksonville and was out of the league in a few years. Yeah. He didn't have a long career, but he played really well in those few seasons. Um, but yeah, Kyle Rudolph is the only, is still in the NFL, so I'm going with him. That was 29, so I'm at 30. 30, the Jets took Muhammad Wilkerson, who I took a bunch earlier in this draft. Um, here, I'm going to go with Jimmy Smith. I'm going to go with Jimmy Smith here. Um, I think he's put together a really strong and consistent career so far, and he's still playing. He's still being a really solid corner cornerback for the Ravens. So I think he deserves his spot going in the first round. Yeah, mm-hmm. Makes sense. I've got the 31st pick. Pittsburgh originally took Cameron Hayward, who's already been drafted. I'm going to stick with defensive end and go Jabal wow. Sheard, who originally wow. drafted six picks later. Yeah. That's how I'm going. Like, like, there's pro bowlers here. Yeah. I didn't even have Jabal Sheard uh, on my list at yeah, all. Yeah, no, I didn't even know he was in this draft. I did and clicked on him quickly, but he... Mm, I like him. All right. He's fine. And so, like lucky him. that Stacey like having personally. to make an interesting decision because, I, for me, it's obvious. I'm going to go with Julius Thomas here. Yeah. To round out the first round. I mean, originally the Packers took some random offensive linemen who didn't pan out. Now they get a tight end, which was, you know, always something they kind of needed. So, yeah. yeah. Aaron Rodgers gets to play um, with Julius Thomas. Do we want to quickly – Read yes. through the guys uh, who on our list who didn't get drafted in this, we, like yeah, not yeah. discuss them, but just read through yeah. them. All right, yeah, sure. so my top undrafted guys are Jordan Cameron, Anthony Sherman, Dan Bailey, Tory Smith, Matt Bosher, Nate Soldier, and Marcus Gilbert. Hey, I, I'm sorry we said we're not going to discuss it. You can't have a kicker or punter on this list. Oh, I, I mean, Matt Bosher is fine, and just because they made the Pro Bowls, it's not like that. Dan Bailey is the sixth highest. No, you can have Dan, Dan, Dan Bailey. Dan Bailey has the sixth highest field goal percentage of all time. Probably well, behind Tucker and Goskowski. He's the third best kicker of the past well, eight or nine years. Um, no, well, you're, but you're biased. Yeah, also, this draft saw a kicker go in the fourth round. By the way, that's just a fun fact about the draft. Alex Henry, <laughs> the Eagles took him. He had the highest uh, kicking percentage in – NCAA history at that point, so that's just a fun fact. Yeah, well, in real life, drafting drafting kickers usually doesn't work. Um, yeah, same with kind of with punters, Brian Anger, especially kind of when they have militia tattoos. All right, we're not going to answer that right now. <laughs> Justin Horwasser is going to be fantastic. <laughs> he has some issues, but we're going to. All right, I don't feel like I need to read my list because it's mostly just Josh's list. I don't know yeah, if he I said mean, Patrick DeMarco. I don't know if he said no, Tyrod Taylor, Ron Parker, and Chris Hogan. Mm-hmm. But other than that, we had very similar lists. Yeah, my mm-hmm. list was basically the same thing, except I just had Anthony Costanzo and Corey Legit. 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 I cannot say his name. Legit. All right. Well, this was the 2011 NFL edition of the Floaters draft. Hopefully, we'll do another one next week. Can't tell you if it will be NBA this time. 
And maybe just because this took so long and most drafts aren't this good, our future NFL drafts will only be top 20, which is essentially the NFL lottery to a certain point, just in terms of the fact that it's the picks for the teams who didn't make the playoffs. Um, so other than that, make sure you guys check out floaterpod.com. Type it in on the search bar of any main browser, and it will take you to a website full of our podcasts, fun articles, and just links to our social media. It's a great time over there. If you want to just go directly to our social media, that will be floater the floater pod on Instagram. And we post graphics there about our pods every day. We post some polls about things that are discussed. Uh, so that's also a good time. Anything else that you guys want to add? No, not really. All right. No. Well, then, other than that, to quote the great Sammy Shulman, stay home, stay safe, <laughs> and stay loyal. <laughs>